Episode 33 of Keep the Kayfabe. I'm Mike, sitting here with my boys as usual, ready to talk some wrestling. Usually this is the most wonderful time of year leading up to the weekend of WrestleMania. I haven't really caught in that itch uh, quite yet, but maybe with our discussion, maybe I will get a little pumped up from the boys. Uh, but we did have a lot of great action on AEW Dynamite this past Wednesday that I want to get into with the fellas. Uh, but before we do that, let's uh, introduce the guys here. Up in Glendale, someone who keeps it regal, Mr. Steve Grobschmidt. How are you, Grobby? Not answering to that name anymore. I have a different name now, and it's Mr. Kennedy. 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 God. That's very nice. I like that a lot. Very appropriate. I love it. Let's go down to Bayview. Talk to someone who keeps it freshly squeezed. Mr. Matt Michelson. How are you, Matt? Yeah, get down here to Bayview and come get on the hoo train. Oh, yeah. It is warming up outside. So I'm sure the scantily clad are out and about down by the lakefront. So. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Milwaukee is yet. the place to be. <laughs> All right, let's stay down in Bayview. Oh my God! It's Charlie Michael. Well, well, well. You gotta grab, gotta go back in the carts for that little ECW Joel Gertner. For a minute, I'm wow. like, well, be singing the Big Show's theme. Well, yeah. No more Joel. BS. Google Joel Gleitner's uh, promos and he always, well, 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 gets the crowd a, amped up. I bet Paul Heyman had something to do with that with him oh, too, yeah. probably. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I think something Heyman probably did. stole that later on. Be like, I've always liked that. I'm going to work it into my shit too. Gertner's, Gertner's actually, great. Gertner's great. He's a, Paul Heyman's actually the first guy that popped into my head because the other night I was rewatching um, – Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar from WrestleMania 31. I, I oh, think yeah. the one in San Jose. You got that much free time um, in your life? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, it was late. Peacock was calling my name and I was like, what am I going to watch? You don't have to defend yourself, Matt. If you want to watch that match, you can watch <laughs> exactly. that Exactly. If you don't, <laughs> don't want to watch Will Ospreay versus uh, win the championship, yeah. you know, it's, yeah, it's that's it's a bushy that's your call man yeah i know in hindsight that would have been the better choice i think what yeah. it was was i recently listened to this podcast that talked about the stiffest wrestling matches of all time and this was not one of them but brock <laughs> had probably half the list i would say and did stan hansen have the other half <laughs> no actually vader did oh, oh vader, vader, yeah. vader yeah vader yeah still still vader yeah I popped out in a match, put it back in, and finished the match. Yeah, that was that was the number one match on the list, which yeah, I still have to yeah. hunt that one down and find it. But and that was Charlie, with Stan Hansen, wasn't it? Uh, was it? I think it I was. Think it might have been. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember who his opponent was, but yeah, I'll Oof. have to watch that. I still have, I still haven't brought myself to watch it, but I will. I think it's on YouTube. It it's is there. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. But Charlie, I'm glad you mentioned Kota Ibushi and uh, 
Will Asprey. Supposedly, Will Asprey. So for those of you who don't follow New Japan, is now the IWGP Heavyweight Championship and the first British IWGP. Yeah, yeah. British born. Yeah, Abushi lost it in his first defense, which yeah. is not very right, not very common back there. No. no. And one other thing I just heard is Will Asprey has already called out two other wrestlers. Yeah, uh, potential challengers. Um, Drew McIntyre, yeah, one, one of them, not by yep. name, but hinting at who it might be. Um, and then he specifically is calling out CM Punk, which oh damn, yeah, which we'll Whoa. see. CM Punk has always said he would do it. He would get back into wrestling for the right scenario and yeah. a huge amount of money. And I could see both of those things happening here. So yeah. that would be great for New Japan. He could do like a Jericho did when he just popped over to get you know when he when he wrestled he wrestled um omega you know doing those special pop overs for a few million didn't, bucks didn't right. isn't osprey's next opponent already lined up to be okada yeah well he called out okada yeah yeah so it, it'll be but good still, it'll okada, be build yeah. something yeah oh yeah it'll be but, good because okada is like they're the big face for all the japan fans over there so it'll be a good good uh little um faction chase Let's just say this New Japan AEW uh, partnership synergy continues. Yeah. And what Matt said, having the right amount of money with the right situation, Tony Khan has some deep pockets yeah. and he is like Mr. Bring my fantasy to life in the ring. I can see maybe Tony Khan uh, brokering that deal. Yeah, you know, be they awesome. Say- Guys, you know, they say, you know, the rumor, it's just talk, but I don't know if it's true or not, but they're saying Abushi lost it so he could go to AEW and, and and partner up with the Golden Lovers with Kenny again, mm. you know. So who it's knows how true it is. So it's, it's all talk, but you'll, you'll have to see. But it's but it's but but it makes for interesting TV. It's fun, constantly. yeah. Yep. Definitely. And fantasy well, anything, booking. Anything's possible in oh, this boy. day and age with wrestling. I mean, did we think – MJF would ever turn on uh, the inner circle? Of course we did. But did we see him creating his own stable uh, known as the Pinnacle? That is FTR, Sean Spears, and Wardlow with Tully Blanchard along with them. This last week on Dynamite has been really entertaining. Anytime this faction gets on TV, I'm immediately... Uh, locked in mjf is hilarious i mean i'm not really crazy about the name pinnacle because out of like there's a lot of things in life that exist right now that is like pinnacle is used for mediocre stuff like golf balls <laughs> vodka yep um, pinnacle none golf of them ball. are good yeah they're golf actually, pretty actually cheap. the first thing i thought of when you said pinnacle well then they have that whipped cream vodka that's in that blue bottle they have like all kinds of crazy flavors and it's like six bucks a bottle oh it's the new new team's name is pinnacle i thought it was pinnacle the old the card game <laughs> if tully was a little older maybe <laughs> it, no, tully, to... tully nobody knows what that means we're not calling it the name. <laughs> god damn it <laughs> them and Ar- him and arn used to play pinnacle, pinnacle back in the yeah. day and then, or they got it but anyway yeah so last week on dynamite we saw pinnacle in the dressing room of former the former dressing room of inner circle and mjf is so damn good i still can't wrap my head around that this guy's only like what is he 24 25 yeah thereabouts. Yeah. i want to say 25 last time we checked i mean i don't remember what i was doing 
at 25, but it's nowhere near what this. You guy weren't is. on. You weren't on international television. That's probably for sure. That's a good start. Yeah. But the confidence that this guy has when the when the camera's rolling and he has the floor, he's just he's magic. <laughs> I love what they're doing with uh, you know, we got our own designers, we're gonna make this room nice, you know, posh it up. I loved where it was going, and then I mean he basically called the locker room a shithole, which is hilarious. Yeah. And then he goes to the bathroom, like, and we get rid of this disgusting smell. He opens the door, and it was almost very Looney Tune-ish, where you know, when the Looney Tune goes to the door and it's like, on second thought, I'm going to go the other way because the enemy is right behind the door. The inner circle is there <laughs> standing as statues with angry looks on their face. MJF closes the door, hesitates and goes to the front and uh, runs into Jake Hagar. It's just kind of just fun shit. It was, Again, it was fun, it, yeah. Definitely a fun segment. This was probably the first time I was actually excited when I saw Jake Hagar. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of a cartoony bit, but I mean, then yeah. it, it broke into something that was actually pretty cool. Like when they did get into fighting backstage, it it it, it did uh, have some intensity the way that it was shot. Um, Sammy Guevara kind of took on Sean Spears, and that could mm -hmm. be a potential decent matchup. Then you have the other one that makes sense, Santana and Ortiz going up against FTR. And then I love this, Jake Hagar put Wardlow through the massage table, which is hilarious. I thought that was awesome. That was kind of a new uh, object to get worked in for backstage. So, you know, MJF and Jericho, they got their thing going. That looks like they're going to keep this going for a little bit. But, um, you know, it, yeah. they'll, it'll definitely gonna... make for entertaining TV, I think. And that... I'm going to take the Debbie Downer route a little bit on this angle when you're done, okay. Steve. Oh, I was just gonna say, and Dax Harwood on the of FTR, like, dude, you know, you, you got busted oh, yeah. open. He had like right. he had to have a fair amount of stitches put in for that. I was actually was cool gonna bit. say the same thing. I I just happened to catch that moment where he was just bleeding like crazy way, inside yeah. of his head. Yeah, and you could tell it wasn't bladed or anything. Yeah, no, it was hard way. So yeah, big moment. It, this was probably one of the better backstage brawls I've seen in a while. Yeah, there was some cartoony bits to it, but there was some original bits and it definitely felt intense so i think they did a good job with it for no other reason than to set up future feuds i'm suspecting we're going to have a rare aew directed charlie's corner here <laughs> oh no just a little i mean i mean i can't take uh originality for it because i heard it today and i thought about it from uh from jim james e cornett oh god <laughs> <laughs> but you know but like he, but he was saying that and i never thought about it that so nobody used the bathroom at all so they were just in there hanging out in their bathroom forever and nobody <laughs> nobody had to use a bathroom yeah so you know i mean it's, i know it's wrestling it. i know it's wrestling so but you know that part is but the part i really thought about that it's it it's the good guys already beat up pinnacle so it's like how do you keep a, the feuds better is when the bad guys keep overcoming the good guys. I would, I would suspect and that when they actually when they get in the ring, Pinnacle's going to beat them. Well, I hope so, but you know, but you you mm -hmm. like when they keep beating them for a while, and then they finally overcome the game. It was cool to see him get jump to jump them and get them, but it was like it'd have been even better if they could have milked it for a little bit longer. I sure. I would agree with you on that, Charlie. A little bit. I, I think 
I, personally, and this is just me, but I love when you get these, what I like to call mini payoffs as the few progresses. Yeah. So like the way I would think about it is it, AEW usually knows what they're doing. So in this case, my hunch is this was a great payoff, but in a much longer term story. I, I think whenever I think of WWE specifically, they tend to do that where you have this heel constantly getting over on the baby face until, you know, six months later and the baby face might win. And even then they might not, but by the, by the time that happens, I don't even care anymore. I've usually lost interest mostly because they usually screw up the storyline anyway. But regardless of that, um, I don't know. I, I would disagree a little bit on that, but I totally get your point. I, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't think about it, but yeah, I think, no, I, I like where your head's at there, Charlie. Uh, but what I do notice is that inner circle have kind of grunged it up a little more, more uniform. Like they kind of changed their look to be uniformly. Like they look like summer of Sam, like street fighter kind of guys now. So them, I automatically think they're the heels, even though pinnacle got the first jump on them, but I've kind of noticed the pattern in AEW where it's pretty evenly balanced week to week who gets over on who it, it, they almost take turns. We saw it with like, um, uh, sting and Darby Allen and then team Taz, they kind of like alternated weeks. I think thunder Rosen and Sheeta did the same thing. Britt Baker. I don't know. I think it'll kind of go back and forth in a tennis tennis match style. Until the big pay-per-view. And I think, yeah, Pinnacle will be the ones that overcome just because Jericho is the leader of the other one. But uh, we did have a big heel turn coming out of the mid-card area of the last week's show. We saw QT Marshall. Why, another... is, that, is that really how his name is pronounced? I noticed Shivani says that. and, and yeah, yeah. Is it Marshall? Yeah. I always thought it was QT yeah. Marshall, but. No, it's Marshall. He's been, I mean, maybe it's. Maybe that's the way mm. he just pronounces, but his, he, when he was in Ring of Honor, it was Marshall. Mm. Yeah, so I don't know why it's well, that way, but that's what he calls him. That's what he calls himself. Okay. I used to call I used to call Leroy Butler Leroy Butler earlier. because he used to go by it, and then he changed yeah. it. Yes. From Leroy, yeah, yeah. kind of like QT Marshall. Yeah. So once you get, once you like earn a certain amount of credit, you can do that. You know, once Leroy Butler invented the Lambo leap, Roy. <laughs> Anyway, yes, we are we are a based out of Wisconsin. Everybody who's but listening. not everyone on the calls a uh, Packer fan. No. Nope. <laughs> but anyway, QT Marshall, another former best friend of Cody. Cody like loses a lot of best friends for being like the head of the company. You think you want to sit close close with them where the money's at? But um, yeah, kind of QT Marshall took some of the budding stars that were kind of in Q school qualifying school of AEW uh and he's kind of taking them under the wing kind of like in a Star Wars uh Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> and now yeah. uh, Anakin Skywalker took the young little Jedi's with them and now they're feuding it's kind of and uh they kind of I mean Steve you could probably speak to this better than all of us cuz we know you're a Star Trek guy and a Star Wars guy is that was was that some of your first reactions Yeah I mean it is kind of the it is kind of the classic like like somebody corrupts the students and turns them against the teacher Yeah I feel like that's a common like sci-fi element No yeah Um and yeah, it's funny you said that about um Cody cuz I think I'd like to think it's really clever writing on AEW's part because it's like Cody is like this, 
you know, larger than life figure in the company. And we all know that he runs, you know, in part runs it, but the way he's played his character is not always very likable. You know what I mean? Like he, Mm -hmm. he straddles the line of heel here and there and, you know, Sting called him out for it. Other people Mm -hmm. have called him out. So it's almost like he's the good guy. And like, you know, this was a big heel turn. And there's also a little bit of that, like, QT had a point kind of thing too, which makes it a, like a little bit of an edge to the story, which I like, and I hope they're doing it on purpose. I think they are. And it's like, you know, Cody's not squeaky clean. So um, I don't know. I think this is the first sign of something interesting. I always, week after week, I'm like, what, what's the point of this? I understand like behind the scenes, but on screen, like the Nightmare family seemed to have no purpose. It was just a, a bunch of people that just hung out and happy go lucky and like like yeah. looked out for each other. So th- this, I, I mean, for if nothing else, this gives blows that up. And now there's a nice built-in feud that should last some time and have some good matches and stuff. I, uh, I I'm surprisingly into this more than I thought it would be. Um, and I think part of it's because I happened to catch the uh, premiere episode of AEW Dark Elevation. And mm-hmm. I think Lee Johnson had a match on that, and QT Marshall was. Is that Shoddy Lee? Or Shoddy Lee, yeah. No, I, think- I just just to confirm, because yes. yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, it was a good match. Um, but there was this weird bit at the end where QT kind of walks off and leaves him hanging. Yeah, and it was just weird. I. I haven't really followed QT at all since he's been in AEW. So I didn't really know what I was seeing at the time, but I could sense that there was some turmoil. Well, and um, I, if you guys remember too, like where it all kind of started, I think was the pay-per-view when it was that tag team battle Royal and like he and Cody got, or he and he and partner gold dust, sorry, gold dust, um, Dustin got into it a little bit and then he just eliminated himself out of and walked away. So yeah. yeah, he's been doing stuff like this for a while. Yeah, EW does a really good job of dropping little hints like this along the way. Like Mike, you mentioned earlier with the formation of the Pinnacle, like none of us saw MJF forming his own faction because he's been with the Inner Circle for a while. And but if you think back to before he joined the Inner Circle, I remember one of the promos he cut on Dynamite. He talked about potentially finding his own stable, and that was really his next step. And he did that, we thought, when he found the inner circle. But that whole time, he was actually building his own stable or finding his own stable. So there's a lot of really subtle detail. Or what actually credit to Tony Schiavone and all those guys, they brought it up. When they went back to one of the first nights, you know, when they when post quarantine or post uh, pandemic, when um they first started putting wrestlers around the ring. And then I remember I was like early into that where inexplicably MJF and uh, Sean Spears were kind of cozying up at ringside and with, with Tully. And it was like, and then you never saw that again for a long. And now they've, whether they planned it back then or not, they did a nice job of pointing to that as like the first sign. And I, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's a good point. Hey, you got to wonder how much of this is actually plotted out storytelling versus them you know, connecting dots that yeah. just kind of threw onto the page. Either way, it's good, yeah. Right. We do live in an age of QAnon, so maybe they're <laughs> using that uh, that psychology. Like, if something sticks, we can take uh, credit. If true. it doesn't, yeah. it's yeah. got to be true. Yeah, <laughs> yep. It's whatever. So, Oh, WWE's yeah. been masterful at that. They just reinvent history and then just act like, like they'll just, cha- just change the narrative and act like whatever happened never happened and that you know that i can't think of an example right now but they've done that before where they just something happened that they didn't want people to remember so they just 
change the narrative. Yep. Real, real quick. Did, have you guys uh, seen that QAnon um, doc on HBO Max at all? Have you started it? Uh, or seen no, it? I started no, watching, I no, I started watching it. I went on CNN. It's pretty good. Oh, it's awesome. So watch I, it then. Yeah. the finale was on last night, I think. Um, I watched it the finale this morning, but I, I, I'm going to watch it a second time through because it is really well done. It's, it's really good journalism. It's what it is. And I just love documentaries. Same here. Yeah. Check it out. Pretty crazy. I'll have to check that out. Uh, if you guys are also looking for something on HBO max to check out, um, I definitely, if you want to watch Godzilla versus Kong, that's on you. I'll just say that. But I will also add to bring it back to wrestling. There's been some great memes on the internet where anything can be made great by adding Daniel Bryan to it and making it a trick. Oh, I saw a couple of those, yeah. So it should be Kong versus Godzilla versus Daniel Bryan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I saw someone had one too. It was like, another one's like Stone Cold versus The Rock and versus Daniel Bryan, like in the old WrestleMania. (laughs) Dude, somebody, did you see that Andrade and Charlotte, like bedroom pick yeah, or something. Yeah, I saw that one too. Yeah. No. Somebody, okay. Well, Andrade, like, I guess tweeted, tweeted yeah. a picture of him and Charlotte. Like, they were probably Man. doing the thing. Just finished up his thing. And, uh, you know, everybody's just like, we don't want to see this shit. Everybody's pissed. But then somebody made a picture of Andrade and the, the picture of Andrade and Charlotte. And then Daniel Bryan poking his head in there too. <laughs> <laughs> I, think it, I didn't see that one. I got to see that one. It That's might be one. on um, oh Maxwell God. James uh, Friedman's oh, Facebook, yeah. who is just a savage. So another great follow. A triple threat, indeed. Indeed. Right. Well, speaking of great triple threats, uh, there was another great AEW Dynamite match that featured the Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid versus Kenny Omega. Uh, with the Good Brothers, accompanied by Don Callis, the human flaming pile of trash that yeah. he's been getting the name. I just love of. the venom that he gets. Oh, it's great. Matt, are you a believer yet, or are you still a hater? Man, fuck that guy. No, I'm still a hater. Like, <laughs> which means, which means it's episodes. working. So yep. several episodes back, I went on this rant about how Don Callis was really getting under my skin. And granted, a great wrestling heel should be able to do that, right? Um, but I had some specific things that I remember airing to the group on the podcast in the following week on dynamite, um, Don Callis kept trying to jump in. It was right after the exploding barbed wire death match. And he kept trying to jump in on Kenny Omega's promo. And he caught a lot of heat afterwards from everybody, uh, especially like internet critics, you name it just for like, he almost brought the whole segment down a little bit. And I think that's kind of what I was trying to drive at on our last podcast. Now, maybe this is me going backwards, trying to connect dots that are already there. Like we just talked about, but that is my specific gripe with Don Callis. And I feel like he just kind of keeps doing that. Like Kenny Omega. And I, and I said this last time I went on this rant, Kenny Omega is fantastic as a heel. I think he'd be even better as a heel without Don Callis. And I still stand by that argument. Mm. I'm not with you. I I'm love with you. Don Callis. The good, I mean, the the the, the uh, best friends are in disagreement on this. Mm-hmm. Sleeping in uh, separate rooms on the sleepover, <laughs> I guess, or calling mom to take me home because the friends are fighting. Wow! Do you guys ever have to do that? Like, we were best friends at the start of a sleepover. Then you guys got pissed and be like, "Mom, come pick me up." I'm not. I'm thinking about. I'm thinking up. about that right now. After what Matt said about Don Callis. 
Yeah. <laughs> all it, hey, Steve, all you have to do, there's a big red button on this Zoom call. You hit that, problem's solved. Mm-hmm. No. I don't know. I, I still love like what Don Callis brings to AEW. Yeah, yeah. It, he, he keeps like it, he keeps it like real. Like down yeah. even though AEW is like a big show, like doing so well, like way better than anybody probably could have thought. He still brings like this like trash, like trashiness to the show. Like where it feels still indie or grungy or dirty, you know, like kind of like an underground show. And, and I love how what, and I love how disgusted that Jim Ross and and Tony yeah. Schiavone get with him. It's hilarious. Okay, yeah. so I will say he brings out the best in Jim Ross because yeah. I did notice that 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 was always the best thing about Jr. back in the day is Jerry yes. Lawler would say something and Jr. would just be so put off by him yeah. that he would yeah. just go off, and that's that was what made him great. And I feel like he hasn't had that recently. He's no, just kind of called matches that, no. and he almost seems bored by it and almost like he's being right. cynical. But yeah. yeah, you make a great point with that. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll give you that, Steve. Yeah, I mean, don't blame JR. I mean, the guy has literally done and seen it all on all aspects of wrestling. Plus, he's yeah. getting over there old, so probably his, his, his spark has kind of dwindled a little bit. And if Don brings back that old JR, God bless him. Speaking of God bless us, Ty Conti wrestled uh, this last Wednesday and uh, she is still my favorite young budding star of AEW, her and Wardlow. If I had to pick a a male budding star that I'm a favorite of, it'd be Wardlow and the male side. Ty Conti is my number one. Why? I'll tell you why. Not only is she beautiful, athletic, and, you know, for all those reasons on the surface, Uh She is kicking ass in the ring. I mean, she yeah. is fierce yeah. in the ring. These leg kicks, these knees, she's delivering. And she seems super focused when she goes in there. But the other thing, uh, outside of the ring, uh, we follow her, Keep the Kayfabe follows her on Instagram. Her IG page is awesome. Every morning, <laughs> she wakes up and drinks her coffee and dances to some music, smiling, gets into the gym, she takes walks on the beach. She just she's just a ball of positivity. Is Dude, Ty I, Conti over in your guys' book as much as me? I want that life for real. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. she's over in my book for sure. I think what's awesome. So everything you just said, Mike, is 100 percent Um and that's great. Like she's fantastic. It, it as far as like Instagram goes, all the surface level stuff. Yes. In the ring, she's been doing awesome lately. And I think what's really exciting is it kind of reminds me of that feeling you get back in the day when you'd watch NXT and you could sense that a star was on the rise. Like there's no question in my mind that Ty Conti is going to be somebody in that women's division, probably within the next six to 12 months, I would say. Um, But what's exciting is we can see that as fans. So we now for the next six months, starting now, get to go on this ride where we get to see how she does in the ring, how she develops, how she gets better. Like her matches are only going to get better. Eventually she'll be given the opportunity to have some awesome feud with who knows, someone like Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, you name, you know, one of their top tier talents. And I'm confident she'll deliver when given the chance because she's done it again and again. She had a great match with Nyla Rose a couple weeks ago on Dynamite. So she's in a great spot. I love it. Um, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but is she the number one contender at the she moment? Is. Okay. She is. So, and Hikaru Shida is still the women's champ. So, I, you know, is is she going to drop the belt to Taikanti? 
Probably not, but I think it'll at least kind of help keep that trajectory going. One thing AEW does really well is make the women look great in defeat and all their wrestlers for that matter. So, so far I'm on board with you, Mike. I think she's doing awesome. I want to keep seeing more of it. I, and I really think her best friend, Anna Jay went down to inter, uh, injury. And I think AEW's plan was to pair those two as a female women's tag team powerhouse. And that would have been great, honestly, because Anna Jay is a star as well, but Ty Kami is showing that she can do it on her own. And mm-hmm. I just love, again, her positivity. She can't help but smile, and it just genuinely looks like she's having a blast out there. But also, she trains like a badass beast. So I'm really excited to see where her career is going. She had a great match uh, this last Wednesday, and I can't wait for um, see more of her. Um, but another person that we haven't seen a lot of was uh, Trent from the Breast Friends. He was also injured as well, right? Trent and, and Chris Detlander both were out for a long time and they they both came back. Yeah. Yeah. So to close the show, which was kind of a gimmicky match, it was the arcade anarchy match. Um, they keep doing these video game bits with um, Kip Sabian and Miro. I guess they're all big gamers play into their personality, which is smart because Twitch is kind of popping off and it's a huge platform. So Try to get some more gamers. They're doing they're doing all the right things to try to get more viewers watching the show. Um, and this match, I I mean I didn't I mean AEW. What I do like about the promotion a lot, they give everybody a shot. Legitimately, everybody a shot compared to WWF, where every closing match on Raw is Alexa Bliss, Randy Orton, Fiend, or Roman Reigns doing something to somebody. I like how they kind of switch up what would be mid-card guys and give them an opportunity to do something cool. And this was a really cool match. I mean, yeah, the the uh, weapons that were used in it, it, it was unique. you never really seen it. So, I mean, you can't really gauge if it was a really great wrestling match at all. But the way that it was staged and executed, they everybody did their jobs. Everybody showed up. But they did have great spots where – um, the best friend's mom came down in the minivan and out steps Trent getting back in it. And then somebody, uh, Chris Statlander pops out of the uh, stuffed animal grab machine hitting Penelope Cruz. So, I mean, this is just going to be a good, um, again, a good mid card feud. That's kind of budding because yeah. of this headline, it makes Absolutely. it more relevant where mm-hmm. when you would see Kip Sabian Miro, Versus the best friends in orange. I don't know. But it looks like the best friends uh, took uh, Chris Statlander, the alien, into their group now. So, it's again, great, AW yeah, is all fun. about yeah. strength in numbers. Why stop? Yeah. And then you can you know. keep Statlander and um, Penelope feuding. And that's, uh, yeah, it just kind of incorporates that. It makes sense. It yeah. kind of is smart to have like a fe- one female in every group so you can put on female matches and then have like the men that are in the group be ringside and then they can kind of get their some just, shit in. Yeah. Get a little heat going there. To your point, they're doing the exact same thing with the uh, dark with um, with um, you know, they got I just lost her, the bunny, you know, like like now she's part of Matt Hardy's group. So it's like, yeah, you got kind of that representative across the divisions. Yeah. yeah. Going and Bunny's going up against Ty Conti too. Yeah. 
So as as part of the the Dark Order, which she never was quote unquote a member of before, because that was a story months and months ago where she resisted joining them when they were kind of yeah. heels. But now she, yeah, no, I think the um, I don't know the arcade match was a lot of fun. I think uh, I'm, I'm kind of hoping at some point, very 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 soon, they move Miro onto something else because mm-hmm. but he deserves it <laughs> but but i think as far as this feud goes it was just that was a crowd pleasing match because they had trent come back you had statlander come back two very popular people um it's nice to have the best friends working you know like they're gonna be back in the tag mix uh orange is always popular uh kip sabian's kind of the weak link out of all of it but uh i'm assuming at some point especially with miro you know, once again, Miro was super dom- dominant, but he didn't take the pin. So I would imagine at some point, maybe even this Wednesday, he'll be like pissed off at Sabian for like being dead weight and turn on him or something. I kind of hope soon. <laughs> yeah, they've been they've been slowly building to that. I think. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think it's been a little too slow. Because yeah, I agree. I would love to see something come from that. Um, yeah, Miro needs to just be unleashed. For sure. I, I like you, Steve, I really like this match too. I think it was really interesting because prior to Chris Stantlander getting injured and leaving, um, she, I think she was over with the fans that are super hardcore dedicated to AEW and just think, Oh, everybody's over. I personally, I didn't think like she was, you know, anything too great. She just kind of got lost in the shuffle with a lot of the women's division, but now that we're starting to see some stars emerge in the women's division, yeah, um, it, it's, I think it's going to become a little more clear, but I, it's amazing. She, when she came out of that one arcade machine that did more for her than anything else she's done in the past, which is crazy. All of a sudden, like just right. the re-debuting of her mm-hmm. instantly made her, leaps and bounds better than she was before so hopefully they capitalize on that while everything's got some momentum behind it um separate from this match one thing i did want to mention i was actually thinking about this the other day i think AEW, amongst all the great things that they do that we put them over for on this show one thing i think they've done really well is successfully manage a huge roster of talent and part of that is exactly what you said steve they've just done a really good job of taking people from all these different groups and working them into matches in one way or another. Like, think about it. If you have the inner circle and the pinnacle, that's, that's like 12 to 15 guys just between those two factions. And one segment gets all of them TV time. It gets them storyline development and it could just be a couple minutes. Right. And you see that regularly on AEW, like Chris Statlander magically appearing in this match or Trent returning in the minivan with Sue, like just all these little moments that make the match that much more exciting, give everybody a little something to do on the show. I I really wish WWE could learn from this because their roster is just massive and there's so many guys and that's something they've been doing the last few weeks is showing the guys in the back locker room that Drew McIntyre wants to just make fun of and make examples of why not put them in similar scenarios like this, right? Like where you have kind of gang warfare going on. So hats off to AEW for doing all the right things all the time. This match was just yet another example of that. Charlie, did you have anything? I said it all, dude. Nice. (laughs) You guys said it all, dude. I wanted to see if you guys noticed this too. This wasn't on our script for tonight, but so, you know, um, uh, What's his name? Zero Mero 
um, Penta. Penta. <laughs> he's been doing more promos. Yeah, in, uh, with the translator. That's yeah. awesome. So, That's so awesome. this is so this is what I want to say to you guys. Who who's got more pressure to deliver on the promo, Penta? Or the translator, because the translator has to stand there and have a mean look on his face. Yeah, he's kind of getting into it. Oh, he he loves it. He's saying it right. I think it's a great. I think it's great. Yeah, he's doing. He's. I think they're Spanish announcers, so I mean, he's got some flair to him. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He's okay. Yeah, he's. But he's, he's good. He's in the biz, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just like his buddy that was no. like, I want, I want to bring him with me. This is my boy. I don't Get know what TV. they're what they're doing with Pento really works because it's it's partially yeah. using the translator and kind of in that like an arrogance where he doesn't want you yeah. know he, he can speak English but he's too he doesn't want to. But then when yeah. he does speak English, it's like like he he he's really like I don't know he's yeah. hilarious. That, that guy is well, awesome. Plus, and a guy did a good take on that too. Is like you ever watch a UFC fight and a guy doesn't speak English, they always have the translator and yeah. they're very vanilla. Yeah, like this yes. guy gets into a heel yeah, mode, exactly. So he makes it more so much more better. Well, Penta says, yeah, yeah he's Penta like, says, yeah. he's one of my favorite guys on the show now. Oh, like, I, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, the translator, translator. yeah, so, yeah, totally. <laughs> the oh, whole yeah. pairing because, is yep, great. I yeah. love it. I don't, yep. I don't know what the hell Penta's saying, but. I like well, whenever I see it. like the guy start nodding and like yep, a crazy exactly. look in his yep. eyes, like yep. just wait yep. till he's done what he has to say to you yep. English speaking people. Oh, you yeah. fucking gringos. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's perfect. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, Mike, I think you and I went to a Mondo Lucha show here in Milwaukee a couple of years ago. And I remember the main event was uh, John Morrison. Well, yeah, Johnny dude. Mundo at the time. Yep. And then uh, Phoenix and Pentagon in a triple threat yeah, match. Yeah. It was just insane for like a local indie show. Yeah. Oh yeah. Who um, was who was Johnny Mundo's uh, partner? Do you remember? Was it his uh, well, wife? Uh, yeah, Valkyrie? she was there ringside. Ty of Valkyrie. Yeah. Yeah, she was there. Yep. Um, but I remember after the show, we were lucky enough to go to the merch stand, and Phoenix and Penta were at the merch stand. Damn and, cool. And, yep. I was such a fan of Pentagon at the time. And that's I saw awesome. him at the time. It was, he was my guy. So yeah. I remember walking up to him and, I, you know, saying something and Phoenix kind of reaches over and he goes, Hey man, he doesn't really speak any English. You're like, what do you want to tell him? You know? Oh, he doesn't. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. So, for, yeah. well, and this was, this was probably like, I want to say three years ago now, two, three no, years ago. It was like five. It was like was five that years ago. ago now. Man, time flies. Cause yeah, I was still doing the coffee cart. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it would have been, um, but anyway, regardless, he so Pentagon at the time did not speak like any English whatsoever. So Man. there is some truth to this act. I obviously he knows more English now than he used to, yeah. or he's getting his lines fed to him. Either way, I think this gimmick with the translator agreeing with you guys totally works. I think it's awesome because it gives Pentagon a voice. Like his yeah. matches, he can clearly do a lot in his matches. But you can only do so much, right? Yeah, At some you point, talk, you got to yeah. build up the conflict. Yeah. You got to give people a reason to tune into the match. And the they found you. a way to do that. Yep. Plus, you got that badass uh, Ray Phoenix t-shirt, Matt. Damn. Yes. Nice. Before Ray Phoenix became probably the top wrestler in the world. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, I mean, yeah. Ray Phoenix you're, you're, is... That's awesome. Him and Will Ospreay, I, I think, are the top two. I mean... Oh, easily. Right now. Easily, dude. Easily. And I, and we knew it at the time. Like, that was back when Lucha Underground was the coolest yeah. thing yeah. ever in my book. And 
like just meeting those guys in person was so crazy. And especially Phoenix, like I remember watching Lucha Underground and seeing Phoenix in matches back in like 2015 and thinking this guy is on another level compared to every other person on the show. And we're talking about guys like Ricochet or other people who you now see in AEW. So, you know, he's only had time to get better and better. Man, I wish I'd really watched that show then because they had so many guys there. So I just thought yeah. it was some stupid crap. I didn't realize how good of a show it was. I wish I'd have watched it when it was. Well, when it what's first his name? Happened. Matt Cross was supposed to be there. What was his name? Son of Anarchy or something like that? Uh, Son of Havoc. Clever. Havoc. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, the TNT. Well, you know me in names. Come on. That's that's that was actually a good one, really good one. Um, yeah, he was supposed to be there to be Johnny Mundo's uh, partner, but he, I don't know, he couldn't show up. So I forget who Johnny Mundo's partner was, but it was just an unbelievable match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Matt Cross. I yeah, think booked those shows so good. Mm-hmm. Matt Cross just one showed up, and I, I think I think Matt Cross was just on NWA Power last week. Oh, was he awesome? Cool. I'm a big Matt Cross fan. M Dog, yeah, he's good. Mm-hmm. I actually, did I ever tell you guys this story? Uh, I sat behind Matt Cross's mom and grandmother at um, All In. The All oh, In Oh, yeah, show. you said that. Yep, said that, Dude, yeah. And so he let off the show, I think, versus MJF, was it? I think. It might have been. been. I, but they were so nervous when they, like, she was up on the, chair like so proud i i mean i was 20th row on the floor i found a ticket like three hours before the show on StubHub for like a 100 bucks single single ticket super lucky and i go in there and um yeah these two babes are just you know freaking out to matt cross and she's like that's my son and my phone's dead i was like do you want to use my phone to take pictures and I can send them to you or something like charge. He was like taking all these photos and stuff. But the best part was um, Matt Cross really kept the kayfabe and like made his arm look like it was broken for like the whole match, like 15 minutes. And their mom's like, he never does this. I know it's hurt. And he's doing like all these like front hand springs and like elbow drops with the, with the hurt elbow. And she's like, Jesus Christ going crazy. But then Matt Cross won and his grandma, I mean, both of these women are like four foot five. His grandma like ran up to the front ringside, jumped on the barricade and was just like going crazy. <laughs> like like Mick Jagger, so Mick Jagger and Keith Richards were like there like singing, you know, satisfaction front row to her. Like she was so hyped and it was just like the coolest thing. Like what a great support system. How exciting for those two. And then his mom banished for like 45 minutes. I think she smoked like 45 cigarettes um, <laughs> outside because she was so nervous. She's just like, I needed that. But thanks for letting me use your phone and stuff. I'm like, sure. But yeah, anyway, huge tangent there. Um, That's I was okay. Able to tell, I was able to tell that story to Matt Cross too uh, after a Mondo Lucha show another year. I think that was the year me and you went, Charlie. Yeah. Um, that was fun. Yeah. Anywho. All right, so that was a great little rundown of what happened at AEW Dynamite this last Wednesday. We look forward to this Wednesday as usual. Um, but we do have WrestleMania coming up this Sunday. We're probably just going to run down a couple matches and do some rapid-fire uh, predictions. I mean, the matches night one and two are pretty much announced 
Night one, we have Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. Anything, boys? I'm going Drew McIntyre just because they put yeah. so much work into making Lashley a heel and McIntyre a clear face to make that gimmick as or that dynamic as black and white as possible. No pun intended. I think that it's going to end with Drew McIntyre being the winner. Yeah, I know. Yep. Yeah. Nice. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go with the masses on that one, McIntyre. Yep. Vince ain't keeping a black champ that long. <laughs> it's already making a mancy. Yeah. He might steal something. We gotta get exactly. the title. <laughs> well, that's okay. They're giving Titus a warrior award. He'll feel oh better. yeah. The guy we that almost got fired. Man gold. We can't give him <laughs> a championship. Can't keep him too long. This company that's black and gold is NXT. We gotta have the we gotta have the white hero, white superhero beating the bad black guy. Yeah. <laughs> What about uh, these two women, though? Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. This is probably the match that I'm most excited about. Yeah, I feel like Sasha historically has dropped title a lot um, really quickly, but she's held on to it for a while. So I think it's about time for her to lose it again. So I'm going to go with Bianca on this. Oh, one. yeah, Bianca's better than that. Yeah, yeah. Bianca's got that. Mm. What do you think, Steve? I'll go Bianca. <laughs> you gotta remember your this is WWE booking, so it's gonna it's be true. It's oh, gonna you know, be yeah, it's gonna be yeah. too obvious. They're not gonna they're not gonna do anything surprising. Prediction yeah. rule number one, don't don't think too hard about it. Exactly. Especially, especially WWE. I haven't just like them, I haven't invested a lot of time into the stories, so it's hard for me to really put a lot of thought into it. Yeah, true that. Well, what about uh Bad Bunny versus Miz? <laughs> Miz, the smartest man in wrestling, probably will have the most money by the end of his career than any other wrestler without anything. Do you know who loses that match? All of us. Yeah, the whole wrestling world. (laughs) Yep. Uh, I'm going to go Bad Bunny. Yeah, I was actually going to pick. With help from um, Punishment Martinez. Yeah. (laughs) Payne Hernandez is going to help him. Yep. Yeah, I'll go Bad Bunny. I could totally see that. And somehow the Mrs. Dad will get involved. Yeah. Oh, I'd love that. I hate this kind of music. And Bad Bunny wins by surprise roll up. Trump, 24 Trump, 2020, 2024. Yeah, <laughs> our truth wins. Okay, what about this, though? The New Day versus AJ Styles and Omas. This Omos. is the weirdest pairing, AJ Styles and Omas. Dude, like, I his love debut. My- I love this guy. Yeah. yeah, this is his first match. Um, I'm going to yeah. go AJ Styles and Omos in this one because it just, the New Day can afford a loss. I, and I feel like putting the, t- the tag titles on AJ Styles and Omos gives AJ something to do. And it gives Omos an excuse to be in the ring more, which, I mean, the guy's just massive. Like, put him in the ring. Let's see some, let's see some action. I'm going New Day because WWE is corny. And they like having, and they like, and they want, they want to put smiles on faces and they want people to go home happy. So it's going to be the new day. Well, yeah, that's a good point, Charlie. And if they're going to probably <laughs> Lashley lose, you got to, it's like, okay, well, we need to yep. have a team win somewhere. Yep. Yep. That's I, am, I am going to give the people what they want, though, and side with uh, Matt on this one and go almost I, an age. Oh, I, I, I hope I'm wrong, but I'm just going, I'm, I'm doing it on what I feel how they would book it. Yeah. If they're smart, that's the way to go. Put it on uh, AJ and uh, almost for sure. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, we're going to get our classic Shane McMahon in a cage Ugh. so we can jump off of something high at WrestleMania once a year. The stunt moment. He's jumping off the ship, the ship they're building. The Jackie Chan of WWE, Shane McMahon, does his own stunts. It's not even interesting nope. anymore. Nope. Nope. I was I wasn't interested the last two three times either. Like, oh, here we we know this whole match is building towards the moment. Here's the moment. Jumps on a pad, match over. The last one that I was interested in was when he was in the when it was versus the Undertaker in like that thirty foot Hell in the Cell or whatever that was. I was that was huge. The same thing. Yeah, that was awesome. Partially because it hadn't been overdone yet. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big time. And he brought his kids out there, which made it even more scary. Like, uh, you know, brought him out like, this is a really special moment. I could die, guys. Uh, oh, my kids to, to walk be down there. the rump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he wants uh, his kids to be there when he becomes a quadriplegic. Yeah. But you can run down the ramp with daddy. Um, any, Bron, what do you guys think? Braun Strowman? Yeah. I, I hope so. I mean, it, I wouldn't be shocked if Shane won, honestly. And it was basically like the moral of the story is bullies always win. But the cage is there to prevent um, interference from Elias and uh, Jackson third Riker. Hmm. Yeah, I'm still going with Shane winning. Just it, it's WWE and they've buried Braun beyond belief at this point. Great glass, great break glass, pull out McMahon in emergency. Yep. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh Braun on this because my god, I mean just if, if he can't win this match, then they should just release him because then the character the character's dead if he loses this match. Yeah, agreed. Charlie? Uh Braun Braun Strowman's winning that. Okay. <laughs> It'll be Shane, Shane will get over. But Braun's going over. He'll get over with this stunt. Yeah. Okay, so we have like a decent night one of action. I think that mm-hmm. there's a good balance in this. Uh, I think night two is going to bring a lot of good stuff. We have Asuka versus Rhea Ripley. I'm excited for this one. I think Rhea's going to win. Yeah, I think Rhea has to win. She She lost last year against Charlotte. Um, and she's sort of been floundering ever since then. Like she was on a high when she won that NXT women's title. Now it's like, yeah, it, they got to put a belt on her. So yeah, I'm mm-hmm. picking Rhea. I'm going Asuka. Nice. I think it'll be a good match. I think Asuka will win. And I don't know, is Becky coming back anytime soon? I don't know. Maybe this is where we see the return. Yeah. Cause then I think Asuka Becky would be the way to go. So I'm going to predict that and say Asuka wins. Interesting. Charlie, you got anything? Which one? For Asuka and who? Asuka and Rhea Ripley. Oh, yeah. Um... I'm doing the math. Uh, I'm going to go with Rhea. We'll probably move on from Asuka. Oh, boy. I'm the only one that picked that one. Yeah, I think they're moving on. They got to get, they got to start using her anyway. So you can't really use her coming in off of a loss. So. True. And I mean, you got to free up the belt uh, off of Asuka to bring up Io Shirai to do Kabuki Warriors 2.0. That's right. <laughs> I like it. Um, we do have another match between Big E and Apollo Crews. 
Yeah, not just any continental championship. What uh, was it? Nigerian? What kind of match? (laughs) Yeah, what is it? It's something crazy. It's something Nigerian. It's something. Fails. Fastlane once after the match leading it to uh, it doesn't the the Hold website on. that I'm using doesn't have anything. It's a Nigerian drum fight. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Nigerian <laughs> drum fight. Yeah, some kind of Nigerian. What the hell's a Nigerian Shaka Zulu is the uh, guest referee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, oh, uh, you remember? Really... You guys remember when Tony Atlas came back in WWE as Saba Simba or something like that? Like, yeah. like he had this long history with the company as like a former champion and all that. And then they bring him back as this new character, Saba Simba. <laughs> Maybe he'll come back. Well, regardless of whatever happens, I I don't know. I'm actually going to go with Apollo on this one. I think Biggie's held the Intercontinental title for a while. He's done a good job with it. Um, I feel like in a Nigerian drum fight, Apollo has to win. Uh, mm-hmm. And then it gives Biggie a chance to do something different. Maybe work his way up. Yeah. Apollo Crews actually works out with Moose from uh, Impact. I guess they're really good buddies. Hmm. I've been following Moose on the Keep the Kayfabe Instagram, and yeah, I guess they're boys. They work hard and they play hard. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm, well, I'm going with um, um, Biggie. He's another, he's going to go home. He's going to go home with happy faces. If I was booking, he definitely would put Apollo over, but he's going to, he's sticking with, um, they're sticking with the new, new day, day. Yep. New day rocks. Yep. Um, no, I'm going big too. I think, and, and, but you guys are already predicting too many title changes for uh, one card. So uh, yeah, Biggie's going to keep the title. And Vince will lose interest in Apollo Crews like next week. Oh yeah, exactly. There's another title on the line. Riddle versus Sheamus. Um, a match that I would love to care about. For the United <laughs> States Championship, the best thing that you can say about it is that it's probably going to be a very good match. Like, yes. like in ring, it'll be great. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. She Maybe a lot of good <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. So. Dude, they're they're killing Matt Riddle's character. Have you see, I just saw that. I was making things. They had him cut. He's riding like a scooter, yeah. like one of those little push scooters, yeah. like razor like, razor scooters. Like, yeah, yeah, they're like trying 12, to be like a twelve year old would ride. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's but, Vince's idea on what like a stoner would be or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Charlie, before you get too far into that, I just want to let our audience know by announcing that it's now time for Charlie's Corner. Charlie, yeah, well, tell, us, tell us your thoughts on Matt Riddle. Oh, well, I mean, they're, I mean, they're wasting it. I happen to catch a clip of um, Matt Riddle versus um, today um, Will Ospreay and it's it's the matches i mean i caught parts of it i'm gonna go back and watch it it shows how awesome matt riddle is you know he was using his knee strike and just to see what he's doing on here it's just it's just a fucking mess and a waste of a great wrestler that could be anywhere doing something better you know it's just it's just a joke dude Did you see the clip, Charlie, of Matt Riddle forgetting his lines and just walking off camera? I saw that part. I saw. I actually kind of caught that live when he when he did that, dude. I'm like, what? yeah. He's like, I forgot or something. I can't remember. It's, yeah, it's just so so bad with their to one of the guy. Yeah, it's kind of like the epitome of going through the motions for. But I guess he's too. getting you know, hey, he, 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 yeah, he resigned, so he obviously he's getting paid for it. And he's enjoying. 
Or he's joined making the money, so who it's like I Nakamura. Just... I think he's given up any like crazy ambitions in life, and he's yep. just it's, it's a steady place. I think he likes living in California, uh, Florida. Florida, yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, you just hit a point later in your career where, in like, his hey, case, now, now, not, yeah, you know, now it's time to make yeah. money. I built my legend, yeah. so Riddle's gonna money. just keep yep. the cash for a while. Yep. And with that, this has been Charlie's Corner. Yeah, and I oh yeah, open the corner back up for one second too, and then I saw and back to Charlie's corner. corner. <laughs> and then I saw here on Raw too, they had something about I they had Lashley. He was jumping on uh, the the two dudes, the tag team dudes in the hurt business, and beating them up. I don't know why. It's the breaking why? up for the sake of breaking them up. Yeah, exactly. yeah, for no reason. I was like. One of the, I mean, I haven't watched it much. People were saying that's like one of the, that one of the only high, yeah, was one of the better teams on the show, you know. Yeah, it's one of the few things Raw had going for it, and they and now, yeah, now, said it after a month or two, a couple months. Then, yeah, then after Monday when he loses that title, the hurt business broke up. So where did so where do they go then? Lashley's gonna go back down the the mid card, doing nothing, you know. Yeah, and then Shelton just... and um, what's his face will be wasted, you know. And with that. That this is been Charlie's Corner. Don't forget the Fiend versus Orton coming up. So media match too. I will uh, get the predictions. I'm going to say uh, Riddle. Riddle wins, but it, you know they could throw the curveball with Sheamus winning just be, just as like a reward for all this hard work. But I think Riddle will win. I, I'm going to agree with with Steve actually um, that Sheamus like has been doing a fantastic job. I but I think they're going to put the title on him, and I know oh, you you're do. predicting all these title changes. But I, I think he's probably too. Yeah, I think Sheamus has had a lot of really yeah. good matches with Drew. And he, and yeah, I think he needs at least a mid card title. At this yeah, point. he's getting that title. He's done all those jobs to um to um what's the other Scottish dude um Drew Drew. So yeah, he's getting he's he'll he's getting the title. Yeah, you think Seamus is getting the title? Oh yeah, Seamus is Seamus. Dang, yeah. I should have went all the way on that, but I'm not going to change my pick. I'll say Riddle, but I think you guys will be right. And with Riddle's botches lately, that that's also my that could be too. Yeah. Well, and we do have to keep in mind too. This is the first time that WrestleMania is going to be on Peacock. So anybody who already has Peacock and does tune in to WrestleMania. Maybe they do want these title shifts to go on to somebody brand new for a new live audience that subscribes. So it's like, okay, you can start from day one. Now this is what this title is. This is who it's on. You don't know who he is yet, but here they are. And then go from there. Tune in next week. So that's a fair point, man. So we'll see. I think there'll be, I I, I think Seamus is going to win also uh, just because they've been liking him a lot lately. Um, I'm usually a, a Seamus hater, but I'm actually happy for the guy that he's not getting, you know, not totally shit on lately. And he's paid his dues enough and done a lot of stupid bits and been a part of a lot of uh, dumb pairings and a lot of squash matches. And, and shit, you know, so. like by WWE standards, yeah, it's like you want to be, I mean, I want to be just kind of completely bored by the guy and like think he's overdone, but the bar kind of overachieved that should have never worked as well as True. it did. And those guys won the titles left there. So yeah, shame. I mean, I, you gotta, you do gotta give a little bit of an MVP to Seamus that he uh, he's busted his ass year after year and uh, he's had a hell of a career. True. 
Um, real quick before we get to uh, Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton, if you guys want to weigh in real quick, uh, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. I thought they weren't <laughs> ever supposed to wrestle one another again, but, you know, fuck that. It's WWE. Yeah, slap that one together with no real reason other than that they they know they'll put on a good match. Yeah, the definition of no build. Um, I'm going to go with Kevin Owens on this one just because he's also had a lot of really good matches lately. In and defeat. I feel like at the moment he's more of a face than Sami Zayn. Right. I think it's going to be Owens too because he uses the Stone Cold Stunner. Again, it's a new audience and they remember the Stone Cold Stunner from years past. If they see it again in the announcer's pop, maybe it'll uh, more people will want to keep watching because again, it's all about money. It's all about eyes on the product. It's really not even about what we think or who should win. It's all what pads the bank account, as they say. True. I'll go. Uh, I'll go Owens too because I don't think I think Sami Zayn's got like sort of that that heel character down, and I don't think wins and losses really matter much to that character right now. I don't think you know he fills a role. He fills it well. He doesn't need the the, the way they have him. He doesn't need to go over hardly at all. Mm-hmm. So I think Owens needs it more. Gotcha, Charlie. Do you got an opinion on this one? Who's Owens wrestling again? Sammy. Wrestling for nothing. Yeah. Owens. (laughs) (laughs) Owens. Yeah. Your man, Kevin Steen. Yep. Steen. Kill, Steen, kill. So now, finally, we get to see Randy Orton versus The Fiend, the Marshmallow Man, the Burnt Michelin Man, The Fiend, with Alexa Bliss, probably, too. I'm sure. Prominent. So, um, I guess fiend. 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 It's fiend. Fiend. Yeah. They got to. They got to build him back up. And Randy doing a job doesn't. Doesn't. Doesn't make him better. Doesn't make him worse. Just He's Randy freaking. Just Orton. makes him Randy. A guy that Dude. they try to. They try to. A guy <laughs> they try to make you believe is this all time great, but just. You know who we were okay. just. Ta- you know uh, who we were just I talking about. All time great. We were just talking about Matt Riddle. Is Matt Riddle the new Randy Orton? Uh, like no. somebody who had a great young, like as a kid, young career, good body. I, I never thought potential. Of, I never thought of Randy Orton as a great, as a, he's a good worker. I never thought of him as like, oh, put it this way. If you had 20 bucks to spend and you had to go see Randy Orton in his prime or Matt Riddle in his prime, you can only see one. Shows at the same time. Who are you spending your twenty bucks on? Yeah, it's hard riddle. to say. I, I riddle, riddle easily, riddle, dude, easily, riddle. Well, plus, okay, plus the little hey, I've seen. Okay, back. riddle is current now, though. Randy, you have to think back. 20 I'm thinking years, back. Right? I'm thinking back. He was an evolution. Yeah, I'm yeah, thinking of everything. I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm putting. I'm in their prime. And, I'm, and Matt I'm Riddle. Thinking, yeah, and I and I'll be the first to admit. I I I could go either way on Matt Riddle. Like I. I I, I think he's solid, but he's not one of my favorites. Yeah, but, exactly. But a, but his man, he's interesting in the ring. Yeah. I think that's the difference. He's a little mm-hmm. atypical. Go back. I've yeah. seen better matches out of Matt Riddle in his short time already than any yeah. match I could point out in the past on Randy you, Orton. You go back Randy to Orton, watch. Yeah, Randy Orton to me is like a Dolph Ziggler. Go you know to, they're gonna put a great match in, but yep. Who cares? Who it's cares? like it's bland. Go watch. Go watch Riddle versus Stature and, yeah. and the NXT, and you tell me. Who's better? Who you who you'd yeah. rather go see? Come oh, on. Totally. I don't know. 
No, I'm for, I'm I know, for real, real. Yeah, I know. I'm I know. for real, real. Yeah. I would still choose Riddle just by his um by his move Sorry, skill man. set. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His yeah. his yeah. roll yeah. rider. Yeah. Like I don't it's think different. Randy. I'm just trying to set it for the for the listeners. Like what when it yeah. was Randy Orton? When was his prime? Because I feel like we're seeing well, prime right. I around. would think. I think the prime would be the later evolution, and then what yeah, was later like, evolution. The legend when he killer, got out of yeah, the legend, legend killer, killer stuff. Yep. Yeah, when he was beating all the legends, that's his prime, and it was like, uh, okay, cool, yeah, exactly. The RKO. It, the 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 way that they announced the, the RKO was literally some of those what moves only are cool. Yeah, some of those RKOs out of nowhere were cool, but it's like, mm-hmm. but yeah, they're cool, but they're. I mean, obviously you can't compare them to Stone Cold, but when when Steve would hit a stunner, it'd be like, oh shit, you know, that's fucking awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. You hit RKO out of nowhere, like eh, it's cool, but you know, yeah. all all Steve stunners were the shit, dude. You so know? Okay. I'll, yeah, I'm picking the fiend for sure. I and I'm yeah. even gonna double down on it. I'm gonna predict it's a Firefly Funhouse match again, just like it just uh, recorded. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, Nick, I think but, so too. But Matt, if you had to see which one in your prime would you pay to go see? Oh, Riddle, hands down. Okay. And I and I like you, Charlie. I also watched during the Evolution years with Randy Orton. Yeah. And I was just, never impressed. He he always had that go away heat for me. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Ago. Exactly. He kind of was what Vince McMahon wanted uh, Roman Reigns to be too, like kind of force fed. Like this guy's got a great body. Comes from uh, good o- stock. It's cowboy. Uh, OVW. He's cowboy. He's yeah. cowboy's son. Yep. He's good. He's he's, he's good. a legacy get, kid. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. He's good, but it's it's just to me. It's yeah. okay. Nothing special. We've gotten to a point in. where there's so many good in-ring performers that it's not being a good in-ring in-ring performer out. is yep. enough. And yep. That's why I keep bringing up Ziggler. It's like everybody, you know, Ziggler always puts in good matches, but at the end of the day, his character has been boring for so long that he doesn't feel consequential. And I yep. feel the same way with Randy. Yep. It's just he hasn't had a, to me an interesting character and in, maybe ever that i don't care that he puts on good matches so does you know Seamus. so does all these other people we mentioned that everybody seems to instead say randy's like the greatest the greatest why right and i think what would randy orton be doing if he wasn't a wrestler or his dad wasn't a wrestler i mean the guy he doesn't seem bright he doesn't he doesn't have like a personality he said some I things guess. in the past that like, and I think that's part of why I don't like him. I know like, I mean, right. he's come around like more recently he's sided with like, for example, black lives matter. But in the past he was not, he was like, Oh, oh lives yeah. matter guy. Oh, oh, lives yeah, matter. Totally, yeah. So I yep. think, I think in some cases he's, re- he's either because he really thinks that way or he's smart enough to know that, you don't you know, you're going to get in trouble, but I he's, he's had questionable views on things. He's like, and, he's still technically one offense away from being kicked out of the WWE for the substance abuse thing, but I'm sure that one gets glossed over. Yeah. He he's been shitty to fans publicly on numerous occasions as well too. Yeah. So he's not, he's not a very likable person there. Yeah. There's just really like, like you guys, like when you made that proposition, Charlie, I mean, I was just trying to really trying to give <laughs> Orton some kind of benefit <laughs> yeah. of the doubt, yeah. but no, I'm never going to find it. Anything. Even if I went in the future and even if I went ahead in time and saw that he won this match, I'd still come back and pick the fiend. <laughs> yep. I won't pick Randy Orton to win ever. 
And that's the way we like to keep it here. I keep the kayfabe. Yeah, we are we're... open haters on Randy Orton. And Randy, if you want to come in and uh, you know settle some <laughs> scores, why don't you call? Come on down to Bayview. Yeah, come on the line. Or wait, are you gonna? Or, or are you gonna have your dad call for us? But he's busy. <laughs> but he's busy on Monday nights. Yeah. Um, oh, true. Throw, throwing up black stuff out of his mouth. Yeah. And being yeah. scared of and being scared of Alexa Bliss. This is an yeah. audio podcast. Your black bile won't even be seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, hopefully this WrestleMania isn't a bunch of black bile. Um, I sincerely hope it's good um, because it is WrestleMania. It's supposed still got to be one best. more match. Did you know that? <laughs> What's up? I felt like you were wrapping up there, and there's still another match, isn't there? The main event? Wasn't the main event... Uh... The triple no. threat? Oh, yeah, the triple threat. I'm sorry. Daniel oh, yeah. Bryan. Well, there we go. That's how, uh, that's how invested I am. Yeah, exactly. Bad, yo. There's something telling about that, I think. Right? Yeah. To- no, sincerely uh, skip my mind. Uh, I was going to save it for the end, but I thought we show. did a good enough job ripping on Randy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Roman Reigns versus uh or edge. daniel bryan and who edge and edge yes that's right okay um i got i mean it's got to be roman reigns right it sure seems like it no no daniel bryan i think daniel bryan did do you think so yeah, yeah. Like kind of as a swan song because he's been indicating he's gonna He's gonna stop being full time pretty soon. Yeah, I think I think they might give it to him because I'm just going on WWE booking with the two heels versus one, the two heels versus the one face. You know, odds are against him, so they'll probably give it. He's a, he's gonna be and he's uh, tra- he's gonna transition it either back to back to Reigns at some point or transition to someone who Reigns is gonna beat at some point. I, that's my belief. I, I was going to actually say the same thing for the same reasons. Yeah. I hadn't yeah. really thought about the fact that Reigns Edge are both heels now. Yeah, It's annoying to me because this is exactly what they did at WrestleMania 30. Yep. Same story. Um, although I will say I'm glad to see Daniel Bryan get put in this position. I mean, I feel like they've kind of been leading us to feel that way because you think back yeah. to the Rumble, like, and then when he had that good match with Roman, yeah. It's got to be Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I think if, so if it's too, Edge, yeah. I'll it be, won't be long. surprised. But yeah, we'll see. Because I think if they would have just kept it as it was, if they wouldn't have tried to screw with Edge, it, it was definitely going to be Edge to get it. But maybe, maybe the transition is Bryan gets it, then he loses the Edge. He loses the Edge one on one. But I think they'll take it off Reigns for a little bit, and then they'll come back to him for sure this year. But it's a matter of when. But he's definitely, I think my my opinion is transitional. But this this is me booking it. But I think I wouldn't be surprised if Reigns runs it. But I think it's I think they're going to move and get it back to him eventually. But I think they're going to go with Daniel Bryan, the hero story. Is that the is that on night? Is that the second night that match is the last match? Yeah. yeah so they're going to want to go on a high note. Yep, they're going to want to go out with the fireworks and the stars and stripes and all that stuff. So. It's so you know it's going to be Reigns. I mean, no, it's going to be Daniel probably. <laughs> so they want, the, they want the crowd. They want the crowd cheering. They want the. They want the good first crowd back. Yep, they want the yeah. explosion. They want everybody. 
they weren't they want smiles on faces and so mm, that's really we, hard to argue yeah you we've, we've seen it all dude i've been seeing this i've been seeing this shit booking for the last 30 years dude when's the last time yeah when's the last time a heel went over at the end of wrestlemania was it when R- R- rollins cashed in but even Maybe, then yeah, even right, then yeah. it was yep. barely you know that was like the crowd Lesner. loved it yep. yeah lesnar so, on uh undertaker yeah, yeah. That wasn't the main event, though. That wasn't the main event. Yeah, that was just a match. Oh, yeah. true. You're right. So, uh, no, boy, I, I it's hard to argue that. I, I, I'll just go with what I was going to predict, and I'll freely admit I'm probably going to be wrong. I was thinking that Edge would win. Oh, with, yeah, Richard, with yeah. the Well, I think Edge will win. but he was in, a face. I think that, yeah, I think at the end of the match, like, he'll, like, it'll be, like, the emotions of, like, going for the title that made him a heel, but, like, he'll end yeah. the night a face. Nah, they're too dumb. Am I giving them too much? Am I being, am I, they're am I, am I booking too smartly enough. here? It's possible. <laughs> they're not good enough to book that with one show left before they right. go live, I, dude. And I think, go, I think, and I think they're taping SmackDown early uh, to get everybody down there. So I think sure. SmackDown's probably, probably either going to be taped tonight or tomorrow night. Probably tomorrow night. Yeah. And I just bought a head of the table T-shirt too. Uh, <laughs> did you really? No. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, dude. I was gonna but say they I'm abandoned. Off they abandoned that pretty quickly. Yeah. As much, I mean, it, they just beat that dead horse like crazy. Yeah. But well, that'll did wrap you, it up. Did for, you write? Did you write the picks down, Mike? I didn't did write them down. Oh, okay. I, oh, okay. We recorded because we, we don't we don't but care Mike, that much. Matt, <laughs> Mike, did you make a prediction on that match? Yeah, uh, I think I said Roman Reigns. Oh. I said Roman Reigns off the top. <laughs> okay. Since we weren't really like, I wouldn't be in, surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised. And so, so I wouldn't I, be. I just think I think anybody but Edge is getting it that night. But I, but I, I did have a feeling Daniels will. I didn't write down the predictions because records don't matter in WWE. They only matter <laughs> on AEW. That's so right. That's where they count. Fair enough. And apparently I mean, in WWE we, WrestleMania doesn't matter this year. Yeah. If we want to have a, a belt for WWE prediction shows, it'll probably as be as meaningful as the 24-7 title. <laughs> I was gonna say it will be the 24-7 title. True. True. Well, awesome, boys. Yeah, that about does it for this week's episode. Um, it was really great hanging out, chatting to see how WrestleMania is gonna go down. So we got uh we have Raw tonight. We have, I, I think NXT is tomorrow. It is. Is it not Tuesday? Yeah, I believe yes. Oh, is and it Tuesday? Wednesday? What? So no, no, no. It's no. I think no. tomorrow. Oh, the Hall of Fame's tomorrow. Tomorrow's Hall of Fame. Then it's Wednesday, Thursday NXT. Right. Oh, right, right. right. Very good, Charlie. That's what I mean. So we yeah, have like a I week that straight too, of wrestling earlier. Yeah, and then I yeah. saw. Yeah, I thought that too. They they so Hall, the of Hall of Fame stuff last week, I guess. Hall of Fame on Tuesday. Uh, they're probably still editing the Great Khali's speech. Uh, then we have <laughs> translating it. Stand and deliver is uh, NXT is Wednesday and Thursday. Correct. Plus AEW Dynamite is on Wednesday. Then we have SmackDown on Friday. Yeah. Right. And then yep. it goes to WrestleMania on Saturday and Sunday, which then will have a capper show. Usually Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania is one of the better shows. So, hey, if you want to watch some wrestling, you know where to find it. You can't miss this week. So, 
Awesome. We'll be paying attention and we will report back here for another episode. Thank you all so much for listening and tuning in. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Spotify and where you can hear great podcasts. Boys, it's been a pleasure. I want you to stay humble, stay hungry, and stay hard. Triple H! (laughs) (laughs) Always keep the kayfabe, boys. Always. Oh, my God.